You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. New chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. You OD on like true crime shit and you're like, mm-hmm. I need a break. I do. I do. It's kind of like when yeah. you watch that shit. You're just like, of all the cops to shoot people, why not shoot these people <laughs> for real? <laughs> they just like you Jeff- can shoot these people all fucking day. I wouldn't give a shit. The, the American public wouldn't care. No. <laughs> they let Dahmer go. Yeah, they let Dahmer go. <laughs> yeah, they fed for a, boy a moment. To, they yeah. fed a boy to him <laughs> for real. <laughs> for real. You do another that murder show. Yeah. Mmm. 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 For murder. Something good for ya. Welcome to this week's edition of the Something Good For You podcast, where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you. I am one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, and sitting across from me this time is the one and only Captain Nunn. Yeah, I get the I get the big, not the big mic, but like the, the condenser, He's the not fancy used to one. the big black mic. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's a new experience. And Chris with his little black mic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> convenient guest, Chris Morrison. Yep. <laughs> He got, he got demoted from uh, Mike's stance. Yep, because of my stance on Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> I got moved to the other side of the table because I said some things about Hitler and Whole Foods and Mormons. Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, if you want to look at it, I'll just put a, a uh, uh, what do you call it, a uh, diatribe on Discord. Uh-huh. See if I can hit that letter limit. Yeah. <laughs> and tell me what you think, everybody. Oh, so the that, character limit. Yeah, the character limit. I was just going to say, say stop, 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 stop. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's the name of the morning show, Hitler and Whole Foods with Chris Morrison. <laughs> yes. <laughs> question mark. You have to be like a question mark. Hitler yeah. and Whole Foods? <laughs> like, for real? For real. <laughs> we they cover. are connecting everything these days. This is where you, we're talking you about can. the Illuminati and the Freemasons. <laughs> Freemasons and how it all comes to like selling drugs in the 80s. Yes. And uh, financing uh, <laughs> the Contras in Central yes. America. Spe- speaking of, I actually received a um, name yet to be released, but I actually received an email the other day saying, hey, I heard you guys talking about the Freemasons. <laughs> I could actually have some insight and proceeded to send a couple photos of proof showing that he's part of the Freemasons. Hell yeah. So we, we've got someone willing to come on the show and chat a little bit about it. I'm so excited. I, I am too. He told me who it was. Uh-huh. And yeah, I'm excited too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to learn something out of this too because like, you know, things like that have always interested oh, me as yeah. far as like going to deep dive, you know, uh, you know, Things like that, you know? yeah. I, I would love to do a, a whole series of just people who are part of something. They just ask them general fucking questions, whether or not I'm crazy or not. You know, I I was having that thought the other day. Like, I would love to sit with Russ and just talk about astronauts, and like halfway through, I'd be like, "So, since it didn't happen, <laughs> <laughs> just flip on him, <laughs> just flip on him, and just that calm voice, have a little twinge, and then, like, yeah. a little tick in your eye, yeah, a little tick in your eye, Russ. And it's like, what the fuck did you just say? I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. We have banana pudding." <laughs> And then do the reverse with like somebody who's like knee deep in like uh, conspiracy theories and just kind of so, like ride them a little bit, going like, "Oh yeah, yeah, oh, that's yeah. bullshit." Yeah, yeah, just in the middle of <laughs> oh, that, no, be like, "You're a fucking idiot." I love that meme. It's like when you out conspiracy the conspiracy theorist, and it's like <laughs> someone's like, you know, "Oh, do you think the moon landing was real?" And you just turn to him and be like, 
you're one of those people that thinks the moon's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you just one up the conspiracy theorist. Yeah, it, it, you know what real is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> real's a construct, man. We're all in a video game. Yeah, man. You know what isn't real? Time. Time. You should. I, I would have loved just have a mic on me and maybe a camera. My first day of work at this one place and talked to a guy and he just casually mentions the Earth is flat. And I'm just like, I rolled with it. I did not disparage the guy in any way. I'm yeah. like, please tell me, because I want to know. I want to know what you have to say before I just tear into it. <laughs> like um, a goddamn shark. <laughs> oh, there's definitely been situations where, like, somebody was, would tell me about, you know, uh, certain things that they, you know, believe and stuff like that, where it's like, has, something was like the last presidency. There's a ton of conspiracies around. There's always a president. Like, there's always a president conspiracy, because once you get three guys in a room, a conspiracy's formed. Exactly. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when it's around Trump, there's like a zillion of them. And I was, was going to say, three guys in a room, all of a sudden there's a conspiracy. Welcome to the couch potatoes. Yeah, exactly. Good for you. <laughs> but I hear wild shit like uh, something like that he's going to get his revenge. We're going to find the truth. And I catch myself going, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I just love that shit. It, I do too. It turns those wheels pretty good. I'm this close to driving to Atlanta to talk about the Anunnaki with someone. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, I'm borrowing this stuff. I'll be back. <laughs> my problem was I was always. I was no, just I'd kinda, be going with you, man. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't want to fucking miss out on you that You better be trip. cool with a lot of stuff when we get there. It's a lot of, <laughs> it is wacky, but that's what's kind of fun to talk about though no, with all oh that yeah. kind of shit no, i love it i fucking love it yeah, and you, you were you were talking about the true crime stuff you watch the true crime stuff and you see like how stupid people actually are yes and you're just like there's no conspiracy guys people are no. too fucking stupid exactly. to think that elaborately and get no. that many people involved <laughs> and tell them all to shut the fuck up and not let it out well and again the one thing i always pull from is like you know because people that are heavy heavy into the conspiracy theory stuff that like hardcore believe it can't get their story straight is the no. government so stupid they would allow things to happen or are they so wicked smart they allow things to happen the george bush theory yeah it's like it's, it, which is it are they so dumb and incompetent or are they wicked smart you know what you my, know and they can't they can't pick a side you know what my favorite uh george w bush conspiracy is he hates black people I mean, not that one, but the other one. Yeah, I was going to say Kanye, that Kanye started that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was wrong on so many fucking levels. Him and, Con- him and Michelle Obama are like this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Condi was like this. Was like, uh-huh. Oh, he loves some black ladies. Yes, he does. <laughs> but my favorite one is uh, the, where uh, him reading the children's book, like the boy and the goat is yeah. somehow tied to 9-11. Yeah. Oh, and God. the devil. And yeah. Yeah, it's, oh, all, wow. it's all the same. That's yeah. a it all, comes, it all comes back to the devil and pedophiles. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's not like, you know, 12 Saudis were chained by Pakistanis and hijacked a no, plane. Yeah. No, 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 no way, no, no way. No, none of that happened. Not the logical, you know, explanation. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> but no, if you guys notice, we're starting to be able to do these a little bit more regularly because after like two years, life is finally slowly getting back to normal some. It's like, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we actually are doing shit. We have things to talk about now. Mm-hmm. And actually, one of the funniest things that happened happened like maybe 30 minutes ago. Oh, my God, <laughs> so dude. As Chris mentioned earlier when he was joking around with like having Russ on the show, being like, calm down, we got banana pudding. It's like, that's not too far off. We got banana pudding sitting and waiting and kind of kind of forming together because you mm-hmm. can't just like mix no, it all together it yeah you gotta let it sit you gotta let it settle yeah so we got some banana pudding waiting for us so we, we whipped that up before we started the episode but we had to get a few things so cap and i hopped in the car ran down the street to um food line grabbed a few things we needed and on the way back uh he got a call from his folks so he's on the phone with his folks driving with one hand phone in the other so we get to the <laughs> stoplight 
And we start to roll again, but by this point, someone is jaywalking, and like, if you're... In the middle of the road, and not like crossing. No, he's like at an angle, so it's like he's taking the longest way possible to get across the street. And it's like, cool, sometimes you just don't notice the car coming up or whatever. Cap's got his hands full, I just lean over, and I just, quick little tap, I'm not leaning on it, but just the tiniest little... Just to like catch his attention to kind of, you know, oh, so he just gets across the street. No, this motherfucker. (laughs) I tap the horn for him and the guy just turns around so lazily and just flips the finger at us. Yeah, he's just like, man, whatever. And is it like getting up, you know, and like picking up the speed some? Well, Cap's still on the phone. I'm not trying to yell with him like on the phone. So I like roll down the window. I kind of pop my head out to kind of muffle something. And I'm not yelling either. I just kind of at a louder, you know, holler. I'm like, Hey, fuck you too, buddy. Yeah. And when that happens, the greatest thing, he turns around, growls at us, and shows us his teeth. <laughs> I hope his kids hate him. It's Father's Day as we're recording this. I'm on the phone with my mom talking. Uh-huh. My mom's telling me a story. <laughs> this dude's just flipping me off while I'm trying to have a nice conversation and get to my dad eventually. Uh-huh. And I hear Alex around the window just going, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm on the phone with my mom. Come on. I know. And I'm trying to get <laughs> like as low as possible but so he can still hear me. You just, you just kill your mom. We're in the city. Yeah. Okay. We're in the I should have said something too. I should have been like, I should have been like, mom, there's this jackass in the middle of the road that just flipped me the bird. And at the, and at the same time, I also know the way phones work a little bit. And I knew she was talking. And because she was talking, it wasn't going to immediately pick up my voice because, you know, the way phones work, if one signal's coming through, you know, it kind of prioritizes that signal until a certain decibel volume comes up and then they get overridden. So I'm sitting here going, if I yell and kind of like pop my head out the window far enough, she might not even notice so i don't think they even heard she didn't say anything okay cool so it's like you know she may have heard like a yeah, in maybe. The background, but that's about it so it's like i was still trying to be cautious but at the same time that just like annoyed the hell out of me but i she, just started i think she heard something because she kind of like her tone changed kind of like confused okay but they but got he, back on track but right, either way but like still just the way he just turned around just, it literally went Hurr! That's a dude that is, you know, that got wasted the night before because his kids hate him and it's Father's Day. And he's just walking around the neighborhood just like doing his best Chris Christopherson and fucking Sunday morning coming down. Oh, God. Throwing on his cleanest, dirty shirt. Yeah. That, that's, just that, like being a nuisance. That's, that was just the best thing ever, though. I've never had someone growl at me and show me their teeth. I missed that. That's why he legit, that's why I was laughing so hard. I was like, like trying to happened? keep it. The, that's why I was trying to keep it together in the car and like not like immediately like just start die laughing that's why I like I had a slight headache when I came in I was trying to hold it together so much but that motherfucker just turns around and, okay and to paint the picture for the folks at home he kind of looked like flea a little bit like he could so imagine flea and just got like turning around looking at you and just going older dude with like did he have like the gap in the teeth and shit too it, 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 he either had like a gap or like silver teeth or something like something was oh, fucked yeah. up with his teeth too god that might be the wildest homeless man story i've heard in a minute well see that's one of my new favorite things is scaring motherfuckers that are doing something wrong because <laughs> lately i've been taking uh the lime scooters to work a lot uh especially because uh, my girl moved to a new spot uh, close to downtown so it's just real easy for me to just like pop in over there stay the night you know and just ride right up to work which is right past uptown so 
in Uptown, we've got bike lanes and we've got the uh, sidewalks. Yeah. I still love just running up on someone that's fucking on the, uh, in the bike lane. When there's a sidewalk, I'll get up close to him, kind of slow down some so the motor written is loud. I'll just get up maybe like three feet behind him and just go, get on the sidewalk. <laughs> God damn. That's some tuck shit. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's motherfucker. There's a sidewalk right. Fu- Look, if there's not a bike lane and I'm on the sidewalk, pedestrians get the immediate right away every single time. I'm not gonna be mean to you on that. But yeah. if there is a wide open sidewalk and you're walking in the fucking bike lane, that's as bad as the jaywalker we dealt with earlier. Which is why my immediate response was like, "Fuck you." That is obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> like the passenger, like the fucking jaywalker, whatever the fuck, too. Yes, yeah. yes. So it's like, but imagine. You're okay. You've ridden a bike before, so imagine you have your own lane to ride the bike. So you're not in the way of pedestrians. You're not in traffic. You are in your own spot. The city has made you your own thing, so you can get from point A to point B without disrupting anyone else. This is Charlotte, North Carolina, and a motherfucker is walking in it. (laughs) See, this is Charlotte, North Carolina. Nobody knows how to get around anywhere in this goddamn city. Anyway, you know, yeah. <laughs> but still, that's so uh, that's just become a new favorite hobby of mine is scaring motherfuckers that are like jaywalking or walking in the bike lane when they shouldn't be. <laughs> you scary. You scary. <laughs> it's therapeutic, especially because you're on something fast anyway. So you're, mm-hmm. it's like you have an immediate getaway. It's not like you're walking up to people and just be like, ha! And then you're having to like run away and then you're like, oh shit, they're faster than me. It's like, I'm on a goddamn scooter. I'm faster than you, period. <laughs> just need like a little squeaker, like beep, 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 beep. Well, they, they come with a, uh, a bell. Oh, okay. So it's like sometimes if like someone's just kind of like standing in the way or whatever, they're like trying to jaywalk and they're kind of second guessing it, but they don't see me coming. I'll ring the bell a few times and usually that's enough for them to like see and kind of step back and, you know, go. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'll ring the bell, ring the bell, ring the bell, ring the bell. And finally, it's actually thinking back on it this past Friday that exact thing was happening guys on his phone not looking just kind of slowly walking into the street and I'm like bing 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 usually by point they look up step back motherfuckers not doing it bing 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 All right, bing then, bing yeah, bing he's asking for it yeah and it's like I get about maybe 10 feet away from him like, and I just yell move motherfucker <laughs> and finally to. he looks up he's like what the fuck man and it's like and of course you just share like the funny fuck you no fuck you dialogues you're just like zooming by <laughs> with smiles hey fuck you no fuck you yeah. <laughs> it's like the Eddie Murphy bit it's like, hey Eddie fuck you <laughs> fuck you Eddie <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that that's yeah one of my new favorite things to do. <laughs> it's fun to fuck with the homeless. They're not homeless. You don't know that. They're not homeless. Mm. It's still I never once f- said they were homeless. I'm still just f- assuming they're homeless. Yeah. No, they're not. I want everyone to picture him just beating the shit out of homeless people. I think, <laughs> I think what Chris is saying is that it's just fun to fuck with the homeless in general. It is. That's that's Chris Morrison's stance. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't hand out food to the homeless. I hand out gum so they can chew something and still not get food. Is that guy out uh, in front of the Seven Eleven still there? That's always just like, hey, yo, dude. I don't know. I'll I don't go to that one as much. Anymore. I don't go to Seven Eleven. Okay, I used to walk there when I lived over yeah, here, yeah, yeah. and he had like, uh, he would have like makeup on mm-hmm. and shit like that too. That would be like sweat. That would be like you know sweaty. He's just trying to look good. <laughs> yeah, he's just trying to look good. Exactly. He's trying to live his best life. Kind of had like uh, Princess Leia hair buns. Hell yeah. Yeah. No, like, I don't. I don't see him as much anymore, man. I really don't. In the Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just always be like, "Hey, hey, yo, dude. Hey, yo, dude." But I'm just like, yeah, you don't say hi to him or anything like that. I, I just haven't seen him lately. Yeah, maybe he uh, 
Maybe, somebody Maybe took he owe yo dude someone else and he yeah, just yeah, found really. a new place. He gave up on that 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> there were no dudes enough. <laughs> no. Found, found him a nice QT to sit down at. Yeah, really. He got he upgraded. He went to the QT. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he realized just right up the road. He's like, bigger gas station. I can yo dude a lot of people here. I would say more people probably go to a QT anyway. Uh, but now you wound up having another interesting weekend or week of playing shows. I went to, uh, yeah, we went to, uh, uh, how do you pronounce it? It's Galax, Virginia. Yeah. Uh, last night and just uh, went and played up there and got back in at a reasonable hour this time around. Not far from a Not mountaineering s- freeze. Exactly. Yeah, that's a weird That's a weird area. Yeah, eh, it just, it's, not, it's not my bay. I mean, it could just didn't, it just kind of reminded me of just, you know, Virginia, you know, yeah. Virginia, West Virginia, just kind of up in the mountains, that kind of deal. It's you, kinda like, you know when you've like met enough people from one area, you're just like, there's something wrong with that area. Yeah, that's Galax, Virginia. Yeah. That, what do you of, mean? There's a lot of stupid bitches in fucking Galax, Virginia. <laughs> I don't know. We I don't know. We played to the uh, the brewery crowd up there. So Hell yeah. yeah. Oh, the bougie. Yeah, the bougie hillbillies. Good. Yeah. Good. One guy came up to us afterwards, and he goes like, man, y'all got skills. Hey, it could be worse. Skills? could be worse. Yeah. It could have been like, how much would it cost to pay you to stop? <laughs> it could oh, be that. Oh, man, he was cool. He bought us drinks and everything. Hey, we're at a brewery. We might as well. Yeah, exactly. It was just yeah, like, oh, okay, You're thanks. not drinking water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I've been trying to cut back on that, you know, playing out of town and, uh, you know, drinking as much, because, like, you know, yeah. you get back in at, like, two, 2 o'clock in the morning half the time with, uh, especially if you're not getting hotels and shit like that. Yeah, my, my fucking sleep schedule went to shit lately. Me too. I, I didn't go to sleep to about 4.30 this morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's because um, we, we finally wrapped up our uh, Stranger Things retrospective. Uh, mm-hmm. So, last night was, like, the first night we finally had. It was just like, let's watch Stranger Things. It was like, we had, it was, like, starting at, like, 3 o'clock. It was mm-hmm. just like, fuck it, let's just start it up. It was just like, all right, cool. And, like, we just kind of lazily watched all the episodes until, like, maybe 10 o'clock. And we've got one more left. <laughs> You're like, uh. Well, the thing was, it's like, we thought we only had, what, four episodes? Yeah, so we uh, went online and Google had it wrong. They yeah. Had, they had, like, four or five episodes. And they're split up the season. I understand that. But they said all the other ones will be coming out July 1st. Right. We get on there. We get to that fourth episode. Wow, man, what a cutoff. Yeah, what honestly, a great like, cutoff point. Yeah, episode like, four was like a really good like stopping point. We're like, damn, all right, now we understand why Netflix, they're splitting yeah. this up. And Netflix is like, next episode. I'm just like, what? Yeah, both of us were just like, wait, do we have a glitch? Then I went, didn't we kept watching? I'm just like, no, this isn't like a fucked up Netflix thing where only like, he said like only a handful of people were yeah. getting into some shit. Because I thought it happened to me with the boys because I kept seeing like after he left, um, was it Thursday night? Yeah. It was like 11.30, and YouTube was showing every clip from the new episode for Friday oh, night. Oh, no. And I'm just like, because it kept, like, I just let it autoplay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just playing the game. I'm just like, I don't remember that from the boys. And it's like, season three, episode five, this, this, this happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, looking, looking, it's like, it's 11 o'clock at night, man. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> and dude, it, it was on. It was on like an hour early or some shit for wow. some other people. So. Hey. I cracked up in the laptop watching the episode on a Thursday and then I realized Friday I have nothing to watch. <laughs> I'm only three deep in it right now and uh, we were talking about this earlier. It just doesn't get any better. I mean, no. like it's great, but it just gets, all the characters just get so much worse. No, definitely yeah, look for that retrospective episode on the Couch I think, I think they're close mm-hmm. to maybe one more season. That's about it. I was say, how much, how yeah. long can you milk that, some of these characters, you know? Yeah, well, the, the comic book is so vast on some of the stuff they do and and the ending is very abrupt if anybody's ever read the comic book and right. they're not going to go that path okay but i 
because like, yeah. they've already deviated from the comics heavy. Yeah. It's like um, I can't go like five years and not see some of these motherfuckers just die miserably. Yeah. Um, so like they all die differently. The show's not going to do it that way. Um, hell, even even the last stand at the at the t- at the very end of the book is way different from what they've already showed in the boys. Right. So it's it's kind of they're going their own way which same way marvel's doing they're going their own way with their yeah. storytelling so that's fine Go In, invincible way. invincible's leaving out some stuff they're going to leave out a lot of other stuff every property's going to yeah but like it, it it'll and then disney creates new canon for star wars yeah cause god, fuck, god, cause fuck god star creates wars. dinosaurs man kills dinosaurs disney kills dinosaurs <laughs> <laughs> plushies inherit the earth yeah <laughs> Get your Funko Pop of something. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that latest Jurassic Park has just been just dumb too. I heard uh, the Buzz Lightyear movie is getting a lot of hell because there's a gay couple in it. I heard about that too, but I'm sitting there like, oh, well, the of course first people handful, are get. Well, the first handful of reviews I heard didn't mention that at all, and mm-hmm. they were very positive reviews. Yeah, it looks like oh, Buzz, I mean, Light, Buzz Lightyear looks fucking threatening as shit. Well, because this yeah. movie is supposed to be the, the in-universe canon movie of mm-hmm. what the toys are made of. Mm-hmm. Because in Toy Story, it's the Buzz Lightyear action figure. Yeah, well, but Buzz then you got Lightyear the Buzz a property. He has his universe. And yeah, shit. so he has his own property, his own universe within that Toy Story universe. Well, what's that movie that got all the kids interested in buying the toys? So this is the movie that in universe the kids watched that made them want to buy the did toys. Did you guys ever watch that Buzz Lightyear cartoon show? I did. I remember yeah. they had, had like uh, a blue blue skin girl with orange hair. Yeah, they shit. had he had like his own little Guardians of the Galaxy team, basically. Yeah. Oh, okay, I never watched that. I remember it was the, cool. I liked it. There were some Toy Story shorts that would come mm-hmm. on Saturday mornings every now and then. Yeah, yeah. it'd be a nice little treat as like a little eight year old. It's like, oh, Toy Story, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it was those. funny as I enjoyed the shorts better than I did the movie because Chris and I recently on the Couch Proteos did a, a Disney versus, um, well, we did a Pixar versus DreamWorks kind of thing because a lot of movies they were releasing at the time kind of coincided with each other, like you yeah. know, Shark Tale and Finding Nemo. Bug you know, t- Bugs Life and fucking Ants, ants. and shit like yeah, that. So, I was so, telling him the plot of Ants. It, I thought it was it's, it's such a weird fucking movie I haven't Woody watched Allen that since it came out and Sylvester Stallone yeah <laughs> like yeah, but, yeah but we're gonna get these guys in a kids movie yeah and then they, they cuss in well, the I mean, movie they put Dennis Leary in a bug's yeah. life yeah but he's that happy-go-lucky funny, he's a happy-go-lucky ladybug yeah. <laughs> he's just like the he's just a dude but it's a ladybug yeah <laughs> you get it <laughs> well yeah Woody Allen's a Nar- yeah, Woody Allen's and in a, a narcissist you know, the, uh, asshole and a nymphomaniac. Yeah, <laughs> and he's an ant. <laughs> this is nineteen ninety eight. Woody Allen too. Plus, so, you remember, do you remember that movie? I you remember, remember? You remember the battle it, scene? Between that was the, the first thing I the, think of is the war scene. Dude, that is some platoon shit. <laughs> Where like bugs are exploding. And oh shit. yeah, it's like saving shit. It's like this is like saving Private this Ryan. Is a, and shit this like is the cutaway that. shit they didn't show in Bugs Life, or Hopper's being ripped limb from limb by the fucking bird. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's Kevin Spacey as fucking Grasshopper too. Dude, yeah. I watched. Dude, I watched this uh, thing on YouTube. Uh, it's a villain retrospective, making evil, and they, he does like retrospectives on fictional characters. Yeah, dude, Hopper's on that list, and oh. he does Hopper. And then he does another Kevin Spacey one. I'm just like, you can just do that with Kevin Spacey all around. And it just <laughs> he's the ultimate villain. Yeah, he's great. both film and they should have made him Lex fucking Luthor. <laughs> they should have made him Lex Luthor. Well, he, he, played, Le- well, he was Lex Luthor yeah, in the, the fucking one. yeah, and the one that nobody liked exactly. The Brown and Mouth one, but that, that was like the highlight. They could have kept. They What's fucked kept up him. is that he's pretty fucking good at it. No, he's still too good at it. <laughs> but like, just he's just like just watching him talk about analyzing evil Hopper from Bugs Life. Yeah, just like he's right on a lot of. stuff stuff because i don't remember that because like hopper's a very evil character and we talked about it at length on that episode yeah. check it out and, and yeah and what i was leading to on that was like on that episode i mentioned that 
Toy Story did not capture my imagination as a kid. I enjoyed the shorts better, but like I didn't care I about the, the movie. movie. Like A Bug's Life was the first Pixar movie that actually captured my imagination. That was the first one that sucked me in. Okay. And then by the time Monsters Inc. came out, I want to say my little sister was born or she was about to be born. So it was kind of like that crossover of like, I was almost aged out, but at the same time, we almost had a new excuse to continue watching them. That kind of thing. That was kind of my, where I was, uh, I was kind of aging out was like the monsters Inc. period. But then it immediately sucked us back in because of the Incredibles. Because that, was the, that, that was the one following it. So. Oh, yeah, the greatest Fantastic Four movie ever. Yeah, made. exactly. But I was already in high school, and I was already, quote-unquote, too old for oh, yeah. bro. That and what was funny is uh, I was actually hanging out with Mom yesterday, and we were... Um, she has actually been watching Stranger Things also. So it's like we were catching... like I only watched like the first 30 minutes of it when she was over, but uh, we were talking about uh, Will in that series. He still has that fucking bowl cut. They did him wrong in this series. <laughs> and she was even agreeing. She's like, yeah, you know, you should at least have like a longer bowl cut, almost like maybe a Johnny Ramone, you know, longer bowl cut hairstyle by this point. Joyce and, uh, is the greatest villain of Stranger Things because she refuses to give him a haircut. <laughs> and we're talking about, the Finn, was it Finn Wolfhard, that uh, that actor's kid? Yeah. Or his character? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, 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 uh, no, Will, the guy that was possessed in the first two oh, episodes. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The tiny, like the tiniest, the tiniest. The tiniest it's kid. always and the tiniest. Now, it's always now, now he's the stocky, tall kid who looks like he may join Cobra Kai. Oh, like, so, <laughs> he's, so he's the one that grew up and is like, I'm kicking everybody else's ass. Well, he looks stock like he, he's naturally built. Yeah. Like his shoulders are a lot wider. He's taller than Mike. Mm-hmm. And Mike's that tall, lanky kid. Yeah. Know? And it's like. But like Will, it's like everything about him matured except his hair. We're watching these kids grow up in real time. Is yes. it is it kind of that thing too? Where yes. it's like this is kind of weird. It is, it is. It's fucking weird. These yeah, children. I just remember mom just <laughs> looking at that and being like, yeah. "Yeah, mom was already looking at that, being like, she did him wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that hot cheeked bitch." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I can't wait to catch up on that. I will say, like, we'll, we'll do it in more in depth, but dude, so many ref, like, so many like shot for shot. You know horror movies, dramas. This, this one is a lot more horror. Like yes. the the other ones were kind of like you know bubblegummy Scooby Doo gang kind of stuff. Yeah, and they still use that, which I like. But it, it, the horror is rank, just you know turned the fuck up. Yeah, oh, they're about as you know they're about as old as the Scooby Doo gang is now too. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, with everything else kind of going on. Uh, oh, what do y'all think about the fucking uh, monsters? <laughs> trailer that came I did out, not see the monsters. Yeah, Rob Zombie's the monsters. I, th- I think There's it's gonna not be good. Much to it, trailer though. He but. only introduces three people. Yeah, uh, the mom, the dad, and the grandpa. So Sherry Moon is the vampire mom. Yeah, uh, I forget who who's playing Eddie Munster. Yeah, I didn't recognize any of the actors other than Sherry Moo, but it, it just lo- shows them walking in and then just hanging out in black and white, and then they sit on a couch, and it says, in color. And it's the Technicolor logo and everything mm-hmm. like that, kind of like WandaVision did. Right. And it looks cool. Yeah. And I'm just kind of curious what it's going to be. If it's going if, if to... If you could do it kind of either, either two ways, the real life... <laughs> The real world, the real, world. <laughs> you know, or like what we do in the shadows. But yeah, what we monsters. do in the shadows, or, or do it like the real thing, the real keep like it sitcom. Tr- I was to keep it true to the yeah the original show. I get the feeling that like a lot of these movies that he does are like passion projects of his. Yeah, this this would Unless be a passion his, project uh, project for him because that, that's probably influenced him as a kid. Yeah, he probably grew up watching that shit. I mean, he's one of those guys that always has like a pro- passion project from like based on interviews I've listened to him with. Whether the and half of them just don't get worked out well, like they're all, supposed they're to be all like horror based they're all horror based too which you know yeah. built his career you know from white zombie to himself 
you know, they, he based his whole career on like a horror, yeah, horror performing. He tried to do one on uh, like a hockey team at one point, but that kept getting uh, pulled for one reason or another. It was like a specific era of like the Pittsburgh hockey team, and, and I uh, mm-hmm. forget. I don't watch hockey or and I think, hockey, I think, so it's just kind of whatever. I, I do like when people take on these little passion projects because, like, Matthew McConaughey for the longest time was just this laid-back stoner asshole. Right. And then they put him in movies like Lincoln Lawyer and shit like that. Or, like, you know, True Detective yes, and shit like, like those that. Two, those two right there, that you, you wouldn't know it's him, and it works perfectly. Did you ever see that movie uh, Mud? God, that's a fucked up movie. Yeah, it is, but it's great. And that's one of those indie... Uh, it was an indie movie, too, yeah, right? Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Dern is in that movie. He's trying yeah. to sell his kid. I'm just like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went, ahead, motherfucker. I went ahead and looked up that uh, trailer since y'all said there wasn't much to it. I yeah, watched it's it on like mute. a minute and a half. Here's my problem with it. The very beginning of it is clearly an homage to the intro, yeah. right. where, where uh, Herman busts through the door, you know, and then you've got you know the wife and the grandpa walking through it. And that part, I'll sit in your going, I was like, huh, well, damn. There, this actually might have some potential, you know. And, and I was reading the comments, and it was, you know, people were kind of reflecting things. I was kind of thinking where they're like, "Huh, it's pretty cool that Rob Zombie is actually going to make a family-friendly movie." You know, right. it's, it's just like you rated know, it's, PG, I think. Yeah, so it's like it's it's kind of interesting that you know he's doing that, you know, but paying such an homage to it. But then exactly what you said at the very end, it says the monsters all new movie now in living color, and then it clips to them in color just sitting on the couch chilling. And they're just like now what? And at that moment, that's when it lost me. That's because what I'm saying. Herman doesn't look right in color. It, the the makeup that they had to use to make I it look right in black that. and white does not look right in color. So I'm hoping they well I know they will, but it's like unfortunately the movie's going to be in full color. The black and white intro looked awesome. That part got me excited. As soon as they showed me what it's going to look like in color, I lost all excitement for it. it. Kind of uh, I would put money on the fact that a theater will offer two versions. Really? What, mm. I mean, you? that's that'd be a great driver for theaters that would like i would like to see this movie in straight black and white like like, that would i would enjoy that but no one's done that before no one's pulled a double release in color and black and white not since the transition not since the transition back when you can go to a movie theater and sit there all fucking day on one ticket rob zombie if you're listening to this (laughs) he's not but if he was to do that that would be a solid movie theater experience i would buy a ticket for that i would would buy two because I'd fucking watch the first one and then I'd watch it again in color. <laughs> like, that, dude, well, yeah, that's actually to. a brilliant idea. I would hope, that's, man, that's I hope a, they do a, something that, like that. And that's that's very, fantastic. At the very end, make it a slapstick joke. Oh, fuck this. And just smack it back into black and white. That's yeah. good. He could just be doing that the whole fucking movie. Or the movie. opposite way. Yeah. The black and white one smack it into yeah, color. This looks a lot better. Because he's, <laughs> he's a movie guy. He's a film guy, obviously. So yeah. it'd be kind of like another toy for him to play with. Yeah. And, you know, he that comes from so he comes smart. from that drive-in era as a kid. You know? Of course. And, you know, and because of Star Wars, you can't sit in the theater all day. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> make it, okay, to work off your idea, like, just, you know, make a slapstick of the smack. Go do, do something a little better than that, even. And make two alternate endings. Yeah, for each uh, version. Uh huh. So yeah. there's a specific ending for the black and white version. There's a specific ending for the color version. Yeah, and he's he's batshit and crazy. Crazy. He might do that. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, in in hopes that they actually release an all black and white version, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm holding out a little hope. Otherwise, it looked pretty cool. Like like I said, the black and white intro 
looked pretty spot on. And I'm like, okay, I'm willing to give this a shot. I've always thought Rob Zombie was kind of the Kevin Smith of horror directors. He is. He's a fan. Yeah, he's a a fan and made his own specific universe with the uh, Thousand Corpses characters. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Exactly. (laughs) He still gets funding to do, you know, things that he wants every now and then. Yep. Yeah, he's just an indie, indie filmmaker at this point. I do like the batshit crazy Kevin Smith universe. Oh, yeah. Like the Yoga Hosiers and Tusk. The Canadian uh, additions to it. Yeah, because that... I don't know if you've seen Tusk. Yeah. It's, it's a terrible movie, but damn, it's funny. It's a it's a wild idea. I remember him talking about how he would watch some of those Canadian... Those Canuckploitation movies. Canuckploitation, yeah. Yeah, that's where he got like, all that... Like Rolling Thunder. Exactly. Shit. That's where he got all that shit from. You gotta check out Rolling Thunder. Man gets killed by the truck. I've seen like the... Of course, I watch all those cult re- movie reviews and shit like that. Uh, where he talks about, he has like a whole series of mm-hmm. uh, the Canucks exploitation movies. There's like one with ants and shit like that, and like a lot of creature features and yeah, shit like, like them. that. Yeah. I, uh, speaking of like movies, I just watched the Leonard Skinner documentary. Um, Which one? It There's was the one done by Showtime and CMT. It was. Uh, oh, uh, when I live leave here tomorrow. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. I like that one a lot too because it kind of paints them as the. Uh, the rednecks that they actually were too, yeah, right? Because like they bring it, they bring it back really good. Like Ronnie Van Zant's from Florida. Yeah, please understand that. <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> like, like please understand that he is a hick. He is a from, hick from, from Florida. Florida. <laughs> he he don't really give a shit about Alabama. No, <laughs> and, they, and I love the uh, the they talk about the misinterpretation of their lyrics. Yeah, and it's like we're not a bunch of racist assholes. Please remember that. Yeah. <laughs> please listen to the other Wait, fucking so songs. So they're yeah. trying to say that Andy is wrong. Yes. About and, the Freebird oh, story? Freebird? Yes. There, and Andy can't be wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah because really like the free- if, if folks don't understand what we're talking about, we're throw- we're, this is a, a throwback to joke. episodes <laughs> year ago, uh, years ago, when uh, we go up to uh, The Rim in West Virginia. <laughs> um, one of their uh, family members slash uh, patrons there, Andy, he shared a story about... Well, how Freebird was written. Yeah, re- refresh us on that story, Chris. He said... Two members of Leonard Skinner. I'm assuming one had to be Ronnie Van Zant. Uh, we're fishing. Looked up into the sky, saw a bird, and said, "Hey, man, free bird." And that wouldn't it be nice to be free as a, as a bird, bird, man? Yeah. You know, make a really good song, Ronnie. It'd be about a bird and how it flies, and nobody can tame it. Mm-hmm. I think that would be the be- the greatest song ever written, and I think it needs a piano. Bullshit! You know? <laughs> it's, it's total bullshit. A better story, even a lie, would have been like, hey, our guitarist was taking mushroom tea again, <laughs> again. Uh, uh, and he had a song about a girlfriend that he kept calling Bird. Like, Because <laughs> the song's about an ex-girlfriend. That's all yeah, it is. Exactly. The whole song is about leaving a bitch, and the only thing they did... Just to piss off people like the Rolling Stones and the Who because they got they were they they did the tour with the Who yeah that first day and they're like when we first played it you know we did the solo at the end it was two minutes then it was four minutes then it was eight fucking minutes this <laughs> is like, like we're keeping all this <laughs> yeah we're keeping it all and then they did it the Rolling Stones and they're like like fucking guitar solos for twenty minutes and it's just like uh-huh. they're pissing Mick Jagger off exactly because that's gonna like upstage the Rolling Stones at that time yeah. period too <laughs> and I like the fact that they actually played some of the the older stuff in the documentary it's not oh, just sweet home alabama exactly it's like you know like leonard skinner poison fans, whiskey and like, shit like searching and stuff like that uh-huh and if you dive deep in their catalog there's some great shit and they get pigeonholed because of like sweet home like, alabama like, uh, and the song, southern thing that was a song uh, cry for the bad man i love that fucking song. solid fucking song about a banker who needs to be killed <laughs> there's a great uh drive-by trucker song where he talks about the three icons of alabama yeah where it's i like, heard that song that is a very 
weird fucking it's very song. Weird. <laughs> it's like a history lesson where it's like he talks about Bear Bryant, George, George Wallace, Wallace, and Ronnie Van Zant. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird fucking. But the documentary is solid because yeah. they talk about you know how this guy got to the band, how this guy got to the band, and how like, crash and shit like that, and how like the story and Give Me Three Steps is about what they would do on a regular basis: be rednecks and getting fucking fights in bars. <laughs> how anti-gun they were. Which yeah, is, really. Which, they're also hippies. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're they were anti-KKK. They were anti-gun. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like they're just like that's every- not what those hicks believe. It's just <laughs> no, like they're, yeah, they're it's, like it's, every it's, other band in the seventies. They were hippies. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. It's and it it was a very good documentary. They just me and my dad were sitting around watching. That just happened to be on Netflix, and I really liked it too. There's another one that came out not too long ago that so that was specifically about the uh, plane crash mm-hmm. and uh, how Artemis Pyle would tell his story. The drummer that was with them at the time, yeah. he's still alive. I met him. I saw him uh, at a live show that uh, he told me about uh, that. He played in Statesville, North Carolina, and uh, very nice man. Seems like it. He seems like he, he's, he's always very laid like, down, and he still got it, man. Like back when I saw back in 2009 in this little fucking cafe kind of place just beating the fuck on playing on the hunt dude i'm in the kitchen bebop like man that's the fucking shit man got me back into leonard skinner a little bit he was always my favorite uh drummer they ever had too yeah and, the other guy he uh he got sick or some shit yeah yeah it, and it, it, it's an elaborate story about a band who loses like half its fucking members and still keeps going yeah yeah, and, yeah they're kind of franchised out at this point yeah but it, it's a solid solid documentary if you guys get a chance to watch it yeah. talking about uh franchised out bands uh last episode we discussed uh the lip syncing issue we had because of another drummer eric singer kind of missing his cue on detroit rock city and causing you know things to kind of go haywire he, he's still. Right, but here's, here's the thing though i think kiss learned their lesson yeah. really they played download festival this past week and if you go listen to those clips Paul is no longer using a track. <laughs> so we get tired. Honestly, <laughs> the whole show. Think about it though. Paul's not been using his voice for the last few years. <laughs> he didn't sound horrible. Um, like some of the clips sounded better than the tracks he had recorded. Hey, good and the, for him. And the tell. Here's the tell for any KISS fans that may be listening. Here's the tell. They're not. I know. There, there's two. There's two songs you can check out of live clips to see if Paul's lip syncing. One is Detroit Rock City because it's the same track for the last couple of years, so you can kind of memorize his vocal pattern and listen for it. And the second one is I Was Made for Loving You because his track he does a tonight. I want to give it all to you. Uh, yeah, he kind of croons it. He doesn't. He, where he's like, he talks as yes. much as he can yes. to save his voice. At Download Festival, he was back to doing it tonight. I want to give it all to you. He he was doing that a little bit more, so it was very evident it was not the same vocal track he's been using for the last two years. And I was like, oh shit. Maybe they learned their lesson. Maybe they got their like embarrassed so bad. They're like, never mind. We're just gonna truck on through. See, my guess is they're gonna kind of do this for a couple more shows until the and heat it's like, dies. Let back in. Yeah, because you because you know all eyes were gonna be on them for the next few shows. I'm sure like there's so many bands that do this where they have like an extra like oh, bad track. They do. I, yeah, it's it's a, the worst kept secret in the yeah. fucking industry. But yeah, it's one of those deals where like they'll they'll. Like I was saying, they'll go back to it eventually. Paul's gonna be like, oh, "I'm not feeling good today. Let's uh, let's get the backup ready to go." Yeah, but no, and and then Detroit, Detroit Rock City, the the tell is um, it, there. 
especially because the crowd is almost saying the exact way he had been doing it for the last few years and then he broke away from it you heard like half the crowd kind of like stop oh, like yeah. not sing along that way anymore and I'm trying to remember uh, the line but it's right after uh, actually I think it's when he says oh my god no time to turn he says it a certain way the last few tours and the crowd was about to sing it that way and then he broke off I still hear the uh, late 90s or 2000s version where it's just like holding it forever oh yeah the oh my god no time to turn I know. That's, that's what I expect. That's what I expect every time now. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I just thought that was kind of an interesting update, though, that, like, at least for the next few shows, Paul's not using his track anymore. Oh, good for him. He'll get tired soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 was, it kind of pumped me up a little bit when I was listening to the clips. Like, even though Paul was still not where he should be, it kind of got me excited again because I was like, wow, it's like, Kiss actually playing again. Like it kind of felt so mimed. It just almost felt like Cirque du Soleil with a live band. Yeah. At this point, it felt like a live band playing again. And, get, it, and it just it made me a little happy. I would go see them do an acoustic deal. Like I would. Pay, I would not. Oh, I'd love to. I would. Not. That'd be fun. Just, just like to see them just just as old men. Just I, I have fucking, seen it on YouTube. I have too. It looks fun. I would, I would not. No, I don't want to hear <laughs> for Paul the, like that. For the not kind of for the novelty, but I hear where you're coming from. I don't too. want to hear Paul like that. <laughs> and the thing is, man, it's like all of those guys genuinely change when they get in their makeup. They, yeah. they, they really get in the persona. Gene, outside the makeup, is just the old Jewish guy now. He's it's so like corny. He's, yeah, so it's like seeing him up there just like strumming along with an acoustic, he's not taking it serious at all. But it's like once he's got that, you know, once he's got his gear on and his makeup, then he's taking it serious. So it's like, I'd rather see serious Gene. He's cute old grandpa now. He is, he is. <laughs> but no, another band that uh, finally finally kicked off their tour oh god motley crew i saw this shit so <laughs> every, i wonder how bad people lost money in las vegas <laughs> because everyone i'm sure was betting on vince neal being a problem at this show but you know what as much as i shit on motley crew and vince vince neal killed a guy uh <laughs> hashtag he, he, he's Volk voice is still gone. We, we're not even going to talk about his big Mac 103. He's still doing that shit. But motherfucker lost a few pounds. He Good. doesn't look as bad on stage <laughs> anymore. He still looks bad. But he's lost a few pounds since these last few shows, and he looks a little better. Well, so th- I will give them that. But three songs in to their very first show in Atlanta. That's where the kickoff was for this big stadium tour. Tommy Lee gets out from behind the drum kit. And proceeds to say this to the audience. Bro. You did it. We did it. We fucking here. Two fucking two and a half years. Because they had to postpone it for like two years. Okay. Well, anyway, what I got to tell you is about 14 days ago, <laughs> I fucking broke. Not one. Not two. Not three. But four fucking ribs right here I know I wish I had a fucking badass story like me and Conor McGregor fucking scrapping out at some fucking bar or something but I don't no I'm just almost 60 um, anyway <laughs> it fell down I hope you guys have a fucking great time and my boy Tommy Confettos back here he's gonna help me get through this cause the doctors the doctors told me no playing bro 
But I love how he says, I'm not sitting out for shit, but here's my boy because I'm sitting out the rest of the show. <laughs> I'm sure. So he's like traveling with them still, right? Yeah, he's still on the road. And apparently, uh, so he played like three or four songs, made that announcement, like his drum tech or his friend, whoever. I think he was part of like a side project of Nikki Six or Tommy Lee's. Like he's he's part of well, the Clu- Motley Clu- f- uh, family. The Clu- Flato's guy? Yeah. Well, he was uh, Ozzy's drummer for a long time. Okay. So like he was just a working guy, I guess. Got it. So they probably knew going in, like, and Tommy probably knew going in that he wouldn't be able to do a lot. So he just probably had him on retainer. We just need a motherfucker named Tommy playing drums. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, according to reports, he played the three or four songs, but then he came out for Home Sweet Home and played that because it was a little slower. So he, he still comes out with the piano. I like was going to say, he does yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So he came out doing the piano thing and joined them on stage for that. And I didn't look up clips. I don't know if he ran back behind the kit to play that song, but he at least came back out on stage during Home Sweet How Home. How did he break his ribs? I don't know. They didn't, there's, they didn't say. There's, uh, no, there, there's even a post on the Motley page saying that he just broke his ribs, but never said how. Hmm. He probably pissed his son off again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing like him just falling. Just I, like actually hitting like a kitchen island or something. Fuck! He's like <laughs> walking out of the practice space, feeling good about this tour they've postponed for two and a half years trips over the fucking like because you know you got like the uh the piece of asphalt right there to show you hey hey, stop when you park he just trips over that on his way to his suv (laughs) it's just something as dumb as that yeah yeah motley crew back on tour again i did not give a fuck i saw that being posted or whatever it's like oh that's cool i guess yeah yeah, mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. And like I said, I kind of rolled into it like being ready to be like, oh, yeah, I know what we're going to talk about on something good for you. We're going to talk about that fucking tour. And then it's like I listened to a few songs and I'm like, I don't care about the tour. Well, well not even that, <laughs> but it's like I'm listening to it going like, it's not exceptionally bad. They're just kind of on that same level of bad. But like it, it kind of threw me for the loop seeing that like Vince had lost a few pounds. I was like, huh. All right. Well, I mean, they're genuinely kind of trying. And then I saw the Tommy Lee thing. I was like, "Oh, never mind. We're talking about it again." <laughs> it's just a band that just, uh, I just, they just won't go away. I'm sure they're all playing the tracks too. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, the thing is, okay. Here's an interesting lead in. Take away the idea that both Kiss and Motley Crue should have stopped touring by now, period. Okay, let's take that part of the argument off the table because I feel like all three of us can easily agree on that. They should have stopped touring by now. But, which is more egregious? Paul singing to a vocal track or Mick Mars miming to a guitar track? I think Mick... Is there like a... uh like a rhythm guitar track that he's kind of playing on top of? Uh, I didn't look up any specific clips because mainly I didn't care as much, but uh, reading comments on different videos like of the Tommy Lee thing, they were like, yeah, and Mick Mars isn't really playing his solos on this tour. So it sounds like he's just legit miming. I hope not because he he was like the one guy in the band I really liked. I always thought he was a good guitar player, but... I, but all his health conditions. Exactly. That's what I was going to bring up. He's got a real bad like back problem where his body is just kind of like curving. I have no problem with someone using a uh, singing track. But a guitar track is different. But if you're going to say, hey, I'm playing a solo and you can't play, then yeah, then that's the problem. 
like that you you need to be replaced. Like I don't want to be as callous yeah. as that, but for the band itself, get someone to well, fill in. What makes the guitar track so different from a vocal track for you? A guitar track can be done by someone else. A person will have a unique voice. You want that voice because you, you associate the voice with the well, song. Well, they're still using okay. So, like in this instance, Paul is using like his voice. Yes, you know he he's just recording his voice in a studio. They'll clean it up, splice together all the best lines just to make the best sounding thing, and then he'll just mm. you know yeah, mime I, along to it. But and so Mick's doing the same thing. He's probably using like you know he probably recorded a bunch of the solos in a studio real quick, and they splice mm. together the best sounding ones, and then he just. Acts it I, out have on no, stage. I have no problem with the voice because when I listen to someone like Kiss, mm -hmm. I know who the fuck is singing. Yeah. When I listen to Green Day, I know who's singing. You cannot tell me you can get someone to sound exactly like him in cadence and tone mm -hmm. and not use the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like so that is fine. The the muscle of a human man, a human person, mm -hmm. is fine to replace. But if you can, you can get somebody to mimic a guitar player all fucking day. Hell, get a rhythm guitar player if Mick needs help. You know, yeah, like it's just it, it's fine. Like if if you, if you can't play your instrument no more, and this goes to singers too, I get it. Hang it up. But if you feel the need that you still need to tour, mm -hmm. I, I, I I sympathize with the vocalist because you can't replace that sound. Yeah. ACDC tried it. I mean, you can't and there's two different sounds. I mean, you can't replace the voice. Yes, either. that's what I'm saying. That yeah. I have no problem. Yeah, he, when he's saying sound, yeah, he yeah, means yeah, voice. Yeah. yeah. So I have no problem with hearing a singer do a backtrack, even if they fuck up. It's hilarious to me. <laughs> but when I see someone doing like Alan Jackson's drummer, you know, just mimicking, yeah. like he's literally doing this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he he even stops like one time. He's like, and he's just like sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. So so Taking yeah, you could you could replace that. So the a sound from an instrument can't be replaced by someone who's equally or more talented. Yeah, that can be done. If you don't, if you if you really love playing the band, you'll step aside just to get better, so you could play again. But if you're anchoring yourself on a backtrack that you can have some guy, uh, a roadie, some like a tech or somebody on your team that you've been practicing with like an understudy for like a stage show oh you don't even have to see him he can hide by the drums but like put him on stage but like hey he's not doing well this is a guy we've been with you know just like Tommy Lee just did that yeah. he's like hey you know I'm stepping away I'm stepping away like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stepping away but as I step away yeah so like yeah so the instrument can still be played yeah. that's what you're wanting most times, nine times out of ten, I can give a fuck who's actually playing the instrument as long as I hear the instrument to right. what it needs to be. The voice needs to be the guy or mm -hmm. girl or whoever. Like, you're not going to replace that sound. Queen tried it and failed. Okay? Like, right, but, uh, but, but, but the, I, cannot, I cannot stress enough how it is important to treat this like a job. Yeah. Okay. Like, if I go to work and I can't work, someone else, equal or lesser value or greater value, can do my job. All right. And a performance is a job. Mm hmm. Okay. So if I'm paying money, leafy green spending money, to see Kiss on stage, Paul can sit there, mom, all fucking night. I do not care. But if Gene Simmons 
is trying to play guitar and he's just like <laughs> like this yeah he needs to step the fuck away yeah okay that, is- that that you're you're comparing a natural human muscle mm-hmm. to an instrument yeah yeah that's so different you can't compare voices and an instrument. No. Well, okay, so on I agree that, with that so on that note, I agree with everything you said, but on the flip. I feel like the guitar thing is a little less egregious than the voice thing. Yeah. And the reason being for that one is in in both of these instances, the original artist is still using the original track. Mm-hmm. Okay, or they're still playing the original material. So it's not like, you know, in the scenario, Mick is just miming to another guitar player that had recorded a track. Let's assume it is Mick that recorded the track, same as Paul recorded his vocal track. To me, there's a certain level of power that comes from a real vocal mm-hmm. that even your body is going to exude a certain thing when you're actually singing. So. When you're not fully singing, your body isn't even fully in the performance. When you're belting, your body is in the performance. With the guitar, as long as you're strumming and moving your hands, you're in the performance. Does that make sense? That's all contingent on the skill of miming. Yeah, that's right. just dancing then. Yeah, you could Mick Jagger could mime his fucking songs all night because he's a front man with a certain style of movement. So, but, but in order for him to do that, he's still going to push a certain amount of air through his lungs to get his body going with the yeah, way it moving, needs to. So at that point, you might, I would rather hear a fucked up live Paul Stanley vocal like we're getting at least for Download Fest, I'd rather hear a fucked up real life vocal than a semi-okay tracked vocal that he's just miming along to because I would rather feel the energy from his vocal than just, I want you to hear what sounds good. Does I would that lo- make sense? I would love that for everything. As someone, as but someone, that's it, not the world we live it, in it, anymore. It is a preference. It, it, it all comes back to they need to fucking stop uh, yeah exactly and that's why uh, I had to take that part off yeah. the table uh, <laughs> I would love them for nobody to do any of this shit yeah, yeah. exactly so, so just for preference if I was to go to a show yeah just replace the guitar yeah. replace the drummer yeah. you know just one line, what if one line, like one line on stage hey man Tommy broke his fucking ribs. Yeah. He fell on a skateboard. Right. But, <laughs> but with that, it's that's going to be a temporary replacement. Yeah. With this, you know, Mick Mars, you know, he was barely holding on for that last tour, bless mm. his heart. You know, the guy is in horrible health. So it's like, in order for Motley Crue to do a tour, though, they want all of the members. So it's like, they don't, where, where, where do you really draw the line, though, on going back on tour? Do you really replace the other founding member and continue to tour? Or Sometimes do you, you have or to. Or do you just throw them up there because we've already got backing tracks for the woes and yas well, for Kickstart My Heart. So well, why don't we just add in a ahead. guitar track Meanwhile, with it? Meanwhile, the drummer for Def Leppard lost an arm. And still, it's like I can fucking play, guys. Nobody's doing. Nobody's talking about <laughs> him at no all. No one gives a this. shit about Def Leppard anymore, Cap. <laughs> that's why. If you want to go listen to stripper music, we can go to the Emerald. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right. So, the, like, in in my eyes of severity, mm-hmm. when a vocal track fucks up, okay. Yeah. If a guitar or drum track fucks up, it fucks up 
everyone. Yeah. yeah. That drum track is off. The timing's off for the rest of the fucking show. Yeah. That little earpiece in their thing is mm-hmm. fucked up now. Yeah. Because it's just like the sound guy's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fast forward this and if I pause it, it gets worse. I've been playing with new bands who actually play their shit. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I or say, everything is on tracks. Fuck. Yeah. So and th- that's, that's the problem. So, as fans, mm-hmm. we need to acknowledge the fact that we shouldn't be buying tickets for these goddamn shows. For real. <laughs> well, see, and that's the underlying factor Stop that I really shows have for a all these old bands. Yeah, and that's the underlying factor I, and problem I have with everything is just it feels like the concert going community is just so blase and okay with all of this, and it just feels like it's creating a bad precedent. Or not I'm, enough people are kind of going, wait, just stop, just stop. Because I got the I got offered to go to Motley Crue back in two thousand eight. Yeah, I said no mm-hmm. because. They're not on heroin anymore. What's the fucking point? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, there's you know, you acknowledge the fact that these people need to ruin their lives to play the music you like. Well, real quick, actually, that's a perfect segue yeah. because I had one more little topic, and this is actually a pretty good wrap up before we roll into our what are we listening to? Is um, I've still yet to see the new Jackass movie, oh but Dan Margera is missing. Yes, oh, we all know why. Good. He's probably got diabetes. Well, he, he, he disappeared from his rehab center, and he cannot be found. Oh, I did not know this. Yeah. He, he may have just he, got high and got lost. Because yeah. apparently he had met up with this new guy um, at the AA thing, and they, he had like a new sponsor and all this shit, and then all of a sudden, poof, he's gone. Poor bastard. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't feel bad for him. I mean, it's kind of like Jeff Hardy. You know, he got arrested again for doing drugs and driving again. Yeah, I don't feel sorry for these people. They know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. At I mean, some point, at some point, yeah, you can. The first two times, yeah, you're on addictive substance. Okay. I mean, I feel bad for him, but there's only so much you can do. I don't. He, he was on top of the fucking world. He ruined his he goddamn was. life. Fuck so, him. Icon of my teen years. I mean, I don't. You know, I mean, I empathize with him because like, you I know, feel sorry for someone like Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> He's the the cat wrangler in this whole thing. Yeah, I feel I feel sorry for Steve-O put in the work. Like Chris Pontius, mm-hmm. you know, we man, all them guys for our entertainment sacrifice their bodies. They're no different than no. NFL players, basketball players, baseball players to a lesser extent, golfers. Like yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> but like you know what I'm saying? They they did something entertaining and broke themselves. Yeah. So yeah, like I feel sorry for those Bam Margera. No. <laughs> no, he, he he was the rich kid Brad of the group. He tried to he go on. Was, he, wasn't he? He tried to go on his own, became successful, very successful, and then fucked it up. Yeah, kind of self inflicted too. You know, every one of those other guys went off and did different things. Some of them had some issues. They took the long way out. So, like you know, what I'm saying, I feel sorry for him. Yeah, you know, because he you know, that guy killed himself. Yeah, yeah. But Bam Margera, I do not. He is a second tier character in my mind. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville is the face of Jackass. Well, he was number two though. Bam Margera was for a long time. I don't care. Like yeah. he's a number two for a reason. First one to lose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so like damn. Like even, number two, even, first one to lose. Yeah. So like even in the stories and even in like the shows in the movies, especially Bam Margera is a fraction. Yeah. He's a side character. It's Johnny Knoxville and the other guys who are really going out there doing the thing and now like like the new jackass i will say has new people added yeah I, I like it i like that they're adding more people in it there was one girl they had on there was a tennis player who could do a um i think 130 mile an hour serve and like they're doing the whole you know stand still while she serves a ball at you mm-hmm. and she's deadly fucking accurate right yeah <laughs> she's like i don't even know if she's like part of like like a ranked person in like the female tennis league but she's good but she's good enough 
to hit a ball, a tennis ball, 135 miles an hour and fuck at you Johnny up. Knoxville right in the thigh. Ooh. And like the new guys, they're down for it. So they have my respect because yeah. now they're like, we're going to carry on the story of Jackass, mm-hmm. but we may change the name. We may, you know, leave Jackass in its pristine condition. We just made this movie to introduce new people who can do their own goddamn thing. Yeah, you've got an empire to run, you know. Brought to you by Miller High Life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about C grade and new era of Jackass members, I actually kind of orchestrated the show pretty well because as a final segue, sitting here on the table, oh staring at us this entire episode uh, has been the the new Mountain Dew Flaming Hot Edition. Chris decided he was going to pick this up for us and uh, do a little taste test uh, see see just how wretched and bad ooh, there it is. Fresh! Ah, damn, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, he hadn't tried it yet. No, we've got cups for everyone, and hell, you can go ahead. It's got sugar in it, Alex. You be careful now. Yeah. Mm. Well, no, that was the thing is we had uh, we had went to Walmart yet. a few weeks ago, and um, I was like, oh shit, I'm totally gonna grab that, and they only had like the regular sugar version. Then I found out they didn't even have a sugar free version, so I didn't grab it then. But oh, I have a little sip now. You got to do a sip sniff test first. Sniff it's not, test. It's not wine. I mean, no, it's seriously. It's like it fucking like goes up your nostrils. Or oh, it, it does. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's weird. Right, cheers. That's weird. All right, cheers. Cheers, y'all. All right, let's see. I mean, right, going in, it tastes like Mountain Dew. Yeah. I feel the uh, kick a little bit now. Oh, does it have a kick? That's just like a it's mild like one on right the, now. On the, on the back of the throat, there's a little bit of one. Yeah. I can't taste spicy, though, so I'm just... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what does Christmas as I was expecting? It tastes like Code Red that's uh, been out in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not good, but um, not as wretched as I was expecting. Chris is like, I'm going to kill this. I bought it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, no. <coughs> you feel it now? <coughs> <laughs> Damn, I turned the phone off just in time for it to miss that. <laughs> that is. Now he got it. It's not heat. It's something else. It's like a All right, what if I take a big swig? Yeah, take a big swig, Captain. Let's see, see what it. happens. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Still kind of sits a little bit. <laughs> that is magically disgusting. <laughs> it's magically disgusting. Okay, now it's just getting a weird, a little bit of more of a bitter aftertaste. Yeah, it's not good. Nah, not good at all. You want some heartburn? Get some fucking uh... <laughs> chug that shit. That uh-huh. needs to be the next that's TikTok. What, that's challenge. what it is. That's mm-hmm. what if you if you vomit, you get that burn in the back of your. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. That's a stomach ass in the back of your throat that you just like you know how it goes up your nose a little yeah, bit when you, you vomit. Just, yeah, you just kind of throw up in your mouth, and that's and what just, it tastes like. You get a little bit, of, get a little something in your nose while you throw up, and you go say, "Yeah, <laughs> that weird vomit drainage." So now we're just like, this is snot rocket. This is what we're drinking. <laughs> brought to you by snot rocket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would go great with some horse chips. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. yeah. The, the the unreleased video because I've watched it back and it was boring as fuck. Yeah, I just never yeah. released it. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, well, I guess oh, it's time. Even, oh, God, even has a vomit taste in the burp. <laughs> I just burped, too. I'm getting a lot of lime. That's not good. Yeah. I might have to grab me a cider after that one. <laughs> we'll do that next, just weird beers. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, I guess it's time to finally dig on into that Spotify playlist and figure out what the hell we've been listening to. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Where did you record this? 
I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. All right, Captain. What the hell have you been listening to? I've been diving back into Jimi Hendrix a little bit. Oh, yeah. I've had a lot of in the st- Jimi Hendrix experience. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> I've had a lot of students that were like uh, wanting me to teach them how to play stuff like Little Wing and Wind Cries Mary and stuff like that. I'm like, well, damn. I love the Wind Cries Mary. It's such a great fucking which song. Little, which Little Wing are you going to show them how to play? <laughs> uh, Hendrix. Well, there's like several versions of you it got too. The, uh, but Stevie Ray Vaughan. No, the Stevie, Ra- the Stevie Ray Vaughan is like my favorite guitar piece ever. Yeah. You're going to need about two extra fingers, son. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it's all about, it's like he's playing two strings at least the whole time. And I love all that clean, uh, all the clean songs that Hendrix would play too. So mm-hmm. I've been kind of listening to a lot of that kind of stuff. Like, honestly, the tone on Wind Cries Mary. I a love that clean that strat tone. He plays everything like upside down. Because <laughs> uh, if you still use well, like, yeah, he's left handed, ain't he? Yep. I remember. Uh, well, even the chords are inverted like motherfuckers. <laughs> when you would, uh, the, the old days with your Walkman CD or tape player, if you, if you plugged in your headphones just the right way with like those old songs you'd sometimes get like the singled out instrument and i remember on that one i was able to single out just the guitar and oh man that was one of my favorite ones to uh-huh. play with like the fucked up jack and get just the guitar playing on like oh, when yeah. cries mary or something like that yeah you got like a real fire was mixed that way too i could always get the guitar track for fire to come through that's all eddie kramer shit too on those jimmy hendrix records great guitar tunes man uh-huh so yeah, a lot of the clean Hendrix stuff. And honestly, Hendrix does get a little bit overrated, but that is a band that's nice just to kind of get into every so often. It's a guitar nerds fucking thing. Like yeah, that. And it's very sure there's done a lot to the catalog too. So yeah, and they keep re-releasing a lot of like uh, studio material. The uh, uh, what do you call it? The uh, Legacy does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Chris, what the hell have you been listening to, man? Rush. Rush. Nice. Oh, yeah, I got. Uh, I went back and listened to Twenty One Twelve again. Uh, I just finished a uh, sci-fi book about Nashville. Oh, you finished the book? Yeah, not bad. Um, a little sad at some parts, right? But not like Stranger Things, Seth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it, it it was a solid Twenty One Twelve. You know, just kick back. You know, yeah. Went back and listened to it, and it's all about fantasy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and all the weird last lyrics like you piss off a wizard, he gets off your fingers or some shit. A combination <laughs> of that and all the Iron Ran shit. Ugh, Iron Ran. Iron. Do you know anything about Iron Rand? Very little. The f- subtle philosophy of selfishness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so your know, part was like, let's write songs about that. Of all Canadians, yeah, let's yeah, let's, let's just take take the philosophy of this corporate bitch <laughs> no i love 2112 like the one side's the story and the other one's about pot smoking yeah. and this that and the other <laughs> yeah it's, it's like literally the two sides of a coin yep um but the fantasy aspect of it i just love it because it just reminds me of like led zeppelin when they're on like the hobbits and stuff like that um and that's why i love blue oyster cult too all the sci-fi shit they would do oh man veteran of a thousand psychic wars uh-huh. was my shit yeah <laughs> transmaniacon <Yeah>. mc <laughs> oh man go back in that that'll be the next thing i listen to because i'm uh, slowly getting into mc5 oh, nice. I'm, trying, yeah. I'm trying to find the one oh, man. The one song i like <laughs> tell, tell russ that and he'll he'll give you a, he'll give you a list yeah it's raw garage rock but i think sister ann's probably like the most cohesive like piece mm. it's a boogie rock song yeah, and also for me, I've been honestly like with my new job, I'm listening to just a lot of because getting ready for like Stranger Things, been listening to a lot of like recap episodes and stuff like that when I was at work, and honestly getting ready for these Kiss episodes, listening to a lot of the convention stuff and you know albums around that time. But outside of that, uh, there was actually a really cool uh, single that came out the 16th of June, Starman tops top of the pops version. I saw that in my queue. I haven't listened to it yet. I listened to it. It's pretty cool. It's an uh, it's a different musical mix. 
the uh, the vocals are the same, but it's a very different kind of stripped down musical mix of Star of um yeah Starman. I bet that's cool. It's really cool. I enjoyed it. It was an, it, it's not going to replace any version in my playlist. I still love the original version better. It's a lot more orchestrated, you know, bigger. This is a lot more stripped down. What almost feels like would be a demo version. Okay, but it's it's still really cool and um. Just other things like that. I've been listening to mainly just playlists. I have I have a 26-hour playlist I've made, and it has like just – it's not the Something Good playlist. It's a little bit more different than what I would include for that big playlist, which, by the way, if you want to hear that, click on the uh, episode description and yes. listen on it. I need to update that, actually. <laughs> really need to update that. There's a lot of good playlist. shit out there now. Yeah, and there's also a lot of shit when you cycle out of that playlist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, just within some of the playlists I've been listening to, you know, just different stuff from like Turbo Negro to Chesterfield Kings, uh, Racy, um, Zen Arcade, of course. So a little bit of ELO mixed in. Not little, ELO. little Booker T. Nice. So, you know, just a little bit of classic stuff. Get, getting in that summer season. I'm starting to embrace summer a little bit more. It's, Booker it's T. Fun. WWE's Booker T. Right for Junk Your Dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh, we was uh, we was listening to some of the soundtrack of that new series, yeah, and do the the that newer version of California Dreamin', yeah, by the Mamas and the Papas. It it it's a little different. It's Stranger Things, yeah, yeah. But damn, that was a good song. Mm-hmm. Like it hit, it hits a certain way in that series. The version of that on uh, what was it? Um, Snowfall too. God, yeah, more um uh. Morris Davis or some shit. Yeah, yeah. That that's a sad fucking song. Hey, it's the Russell. We're about to do another podcast. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's a sad version. Like it's, yeah. But yeah, if you want to join up on all the fun with that, click that episode description and join up in the Discord. Chris is finally in there enjoying himself. We'll yeah. post some, we'll post a photo of that nanner pudding. Mm-hmm. Russ gets a little bit of nanner pudding too if he wants some homemade nanner pudding. That's right. <laughs> He's just like, what? <laughs> is it cooked? No, it's homemade. Oh, he's mm. oh, 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 but on that note thank you Chris for joining us as always the convenient guest Ben Capsi how the fucking outro for us I think Bill Cosby is trying to escape guys let's go get him oh shit
Thank you for listening. Please insert another coin by supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month. At patreon.com slash somethinggoodnetwork.